Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right. Hey, everybody. I welcome you to today's episode of Bible News Radio. I think my music is playing. Wait, hold yes, on. Yes, it is. My bad. I have to listen to it. It is. Anyway, hey, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us today for our show. And you know what? Today we're going to talk about being tricked. You know? Because I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in a situation where somebody has pulled the rug out from underneath you or they have, you know, done one thing or presented themselves in one way and yet it's actually a completely different way, then you're going to want to listen to this show because you know what? So many people are tricked and this is Halloween. And dare I say, most of the church today has been tricked. Yeah. Because most of the church is celebrating Halloween, which is the devil's day, in my opinion, right? It's my opinion. You don't have to agree with my opinion, but just for the record, that's my opinion, okay? Just saying. So, I want to say hi to a couple of you guys coming in. Diane, Aaron, nice to see you. Ian, nice to see you. Richard, nice to see you. I don't know who that other person is. It looks like a sex bot or a pee bot or something, whatever. So do me a favor. As you know, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube all like to spike Christianity and conservative shows. So if you don't mind, share this out, okay? Because as my lead scripture says, Ephesians 5.11 says, let's, let's expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Yeah, let's do that. Good, you're not celebrating me neither. I'm new. You know what? I actually wrestled with I will tell you, I actually have totally wrestled with today. I wrestled with today on so many levels. You have no idea. But I will tell you that um, that I have decided to follow Jesus. And maybe not the most perfect person in the whole entire universe to follow the Lord by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, many years ago there was a book called um, John, Son of Thunder. How many of you guys have seen this book? How many of you actually seen this book? It's called John, Son of Thunder, and it's by a lady named Ellen Gunderson Trailer, T-R-A-Y-L-O-R, Trailer, not Taylor, but Trailer with a T. And um, this book, John, Son of Thunder, is actually based on, uh, it's a novel. It's actually a really good novel. By the way, Ellen Gunderson Trailer has written a lot of really super cool novels based on biblical characters, and... I don't know why this just popped in my mind, but here's the, the truth. The truth is she's written these books to actually, you know, highlight, um, you know, certain people and stuff. You haven't heard of it? Yeah, these are classic Christian books, actually. They're, they're some of the first uh, Christian novels out there. In fact, I'm just for fun. I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and go over to Amazon just for fun. Yeah, I am. I'm going over to Amazon, people. And I'm going to go ahead and put in John, Son of Thunder, because that was one of my favorite books ever. Yep, Ellen Gunderson trailer, okay. Oh, they have a new cover for it. How cool is that? 
Anyway, so she's written other books like Noah, uh, John, Son of Thunder, Moses, the Deliverer, Gabriel, the War in Heaven, uh, Jonah, and Ruth, a love story. And let's see what else. Probably other ones, too. Joseph, uh, Jerusalem, the City of God. The Song of Abraham. Oh, my gosh. That was that was like one of my favorite books of all time, The Song of Abraham. Uh, Mary Magdalene. Anyway, so Ellen Gunderson Trailer. She is, it says here, she is America's foremost biblical novelist. She's a gifted storyteller who brings characters of the Bible to life. Her many best-selling novels have sold about a million copies in English with numerous foreign translations. Anyway, so I bring her up because just popped into my head, people. Um, I bring her up because um, her books are amazing, and they and she she puts skin on uh, the characters in in scripture. And yeah, okay, we can read the Bible and we can get an idea of how these people are, but she like puts them into a story. And so anyway, if God was going to name me, I believe I'm related to John, the son of thunder, because when I'm pissed off <laughs> for a righteous reason. For a reason that is right, as opposed to, you know, like, oh, well, you're just overreacting. No, I'm not overreacting. Just so you know, I have a legitimate reason to be upset about something, right? And I, and I can tell you, this goes back, and this is kind of the, the etiology or, or the beginning of why I want to do the show today. Because many years ago on Halloween, I was assaulted. Um, I was wearing a Snoopy costume. It was a full costume. It had a, a big you know, costume, it, anyway, and I was assaulted on my campus where I, where I went to school as an eighth grader. Was I beat up, bloodied, put in the hospital? No, but I was still assaulted. I had, a, I had a, uh, a watch taken from me. I was ripped up. I was kind of beat up, man. I mean, they hit me on the head and stuff and, and all that. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, I have a, a, a reason to not like Halloween based on that, you know, <laughs> just that alone. Who wouldn't like Snoopy people? Just saying. Anyway, um, but here's the thing. At that time in my life, I was not a Christian. It was a year later when I became a Christian and I followed Jesus when I, when I was found, when I got, when I found the truth, right? So I actually was, um, um, in a situation where I, it was revealed to me that all my life, literally, I had been deceived because my abuser was abusing me. And then all of a sudden I found that what was going on with him, well, I mean, I knew something was wrong, but as a 14 year old, 13, 14 year old, which is a little kid, man. I mean, if you see these kids today, they're little kids, right? Of course, at the time you're like, well, I'm an old soul. I feel a hundred, but um, but I remember just, I just remember this very distinct feeling. Oh my gosh, I've been tricked. You know, I've been tricked my whole life. I've been tricked into thinking that this is the role, the submissive sex slave role. I'm supposed to like, you know, play for this man, or this is the type of abuse I'm supposed to take from a parent that that didn't want me or love me right so so yeah I get a little bit ticked off when you know when people trick other people and then of course you know if you're in business you know right after I moved to Christian biblical you know biblical Tennessee I get screwed over by a contractor who rips us off based on the referral of a Christian author I had on my show numerous times promoting her book 
right? So again, it's like, okay. And then it was probably about a year ago, Family Dollar. Was it Family Dollar? Or Dollar Tree? Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. Talking about the customer appreciation day. (laughs) Randall and I were like, we're going to go to Dollar Tree and we're going to save. Like, we're, we're saving, like... What was it, 20% on our whole, on our whole thing? Might have been 10%. I don't I, know. I don't know what it was. But but the year prior, we were told we didn't need our coupon, right? Yeah, just like a little little slip that they handed out like the week before. Customer appreciation day talks about the day to come, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say anything about present this. On the backside with instructions to the cashier how to deal with this, in the fine print, it does say that the... the that the coupon must be present. Yeah. Anyway, so we get there. We shopped for an hour, I think it was. We filled up our cart. When we got to the thing, it was like $60 worth of stuff. Now, at Dollar Tree, that's a lot of stuff because that's like 60 things at least. Yeah. And and then they didn't give us the coupon and well, uh, the discount. Well, didn't give So, well, last year, yeah, we, we, we attempted to present it. So, oh, you don't need yeah. it. Yeah. And so this year, or was it this year? It was this year. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this year they didn't even um, they didn't even like honor it, and and so we didn't save six dollars. I think it was, and I was really really ticked off by this it. This is how much we appreciate our customers. <laughs> you knew about it. <laughs> you wouldn't have known it had you not. You would not have known about it had you not been shopping in here the week before to right. get the coupon. Yeah, and the irony of it all is and that we it was appreciate on... you so much <laughs> that we can't part with six bucks because. Um, That'd be too much appreciation. Right. Well, that's the thing. You know, it was on customer appreciation day. So I remember I was ticked off because of that. And I was like, okay, I feel tricked here too. So, you know, so I was thinking about this today and I, I was thinking about how, um, you know, number one, I know I'm not alone. Number two, though, if God was going to give me a name and he has, um, I probably am related to John, son of thunder, because you don't want to tick me off for a righteous reason. I mean... If somebody rips you off, I'm going to, I'll go to the bat for you, right? Um, Vicky, a couple of days ago, was talking about Robert Stern and that scoundrel and how he continues to rip people off. He didn't stop. He's never stopped. He's a sociopath. I will say it. She won't, right? I'll just flat out say the man's a sociopath. He uses his daughter to screw people over to, and he's raised her poorly. And one of these days, his butt's going to get caught, right? He'll get caught. So just a public service announcement. If you're following Robert C. Stern, you might not want to and block him and unfollow him on everything, right? He's the social stupid person, not leader, okay? Just so you know. Anyway, so when it comes to deception, it is everywhere, right? And and I I get that sometimes things happen. I get that, right? I get that sometimes somebody will say one thing and something else happens and there's a misunderstanding. I get all of that. But when it comes to the devil and his trickery of us, you know, the, the trickery of the devil is completely intentional and he does it on purpose. And I have to tell you that um, I, um, I think that, um, how do I say this? I think that we need to be more aware of the wiles of the devil, right? Because he masquerades as an angel of light. And that angel of light is everywhere. And so today is Halloween. And we have a lot of churches, which I think are well-meaning. And I I mean that in the truest sense of the word. I really do think they're well-meaning. I really think that they just want their children 
the children to enter, you know, to, to, in, to like candy or whatever and dress up and have fun. And there's nothing wrong with a costume, blah, blah. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. I agree with that. But when you look at the deep spiritual roots of this, we got to be really careful because all it takes, somebody said this many years ago, I don't know when, but all it takes is just a little bit of poison, just a little bit to harm you or kill you, right? Ah, who cares? There's a little bit of poison there. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Just a little bit to kill you or harm you in any way, in any way, right? And Aaron says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that's true. They do. They do perish for lack of knowledge. And the, contra- the, the big controversy is, well, you know, should churches have harvest festivals? Let me ask you something. And I want, your, I want you to be honest with me. Okay? Not that you'd all lie because you don't lie. You guys don't lie. But let me ask you something. And there's Melanie and Mia. Hi, Melanie, Mia, Gina, Diane. Um, here's the thing. Uh, Aaron says, wait, hold on. Aaron says, if you knew child sacrifice was at its highest point today, would you still send your kids to, to houses, strange houses? Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's, that's true right there. But well, let's not talk about that. But my question is, why don't churches just be honest and say it's a Halloween party instead of a harvest party, a harvest festival? What the hell are we harvesting people? Body parts, apples? Bananas, chocolate, candy. I mean, why does the church call it a harvest party? Oh, wait, because I know. It's because it's, it's, it's fall. There's autumn. The, the leaves are changing. Well, no, it's, it's the time of the second harvest or the, the late harvest, you know, for those, you know. There are the summer fruits and then there are the, those things that are typically harvested later in the year, you know, late summer, early fall. Things you see like in the... And the cornucopia, you know, the squashes and different things like that. That um, anyway, yeah. And and the the you know the later wheat and stuff like that. So it's harvest time for agricultural communities. So I, th- I think that's why they call it a harvest festival, unless they're hoping that um, inviting inviting non-save people to participate in a worldly activity. Mm-hmm. In the proximity of a of a church building, that somehow souls might be harvested. And I, I've you know, I've heard anecdotal evidence, secondhand testimony, that that has occurred. But I'm, I for one, am not, um, you know, sold on on the value of such things. I mean, if you're going to that's kind of like a trick. We'll come here for candy, and then we'll sneak in the gospel or something like that. It's like this secret handshake thing. Come here in the back room, and we'll tell you really why we have you. I mean, why, why, why sugarcoat it? You know, why not just say, "Hey, we're having instead of having a trunk or treat in the church parking lot, have a full-on revival meeting. Put up a tent, preach the gospel, and." You know, call people out. It worked for worked for Billy Sunday. It worked for Billy Graham and so many others uh, through the decades and centuries. Yeah, why disguise it as something else? We'll make it look like a Halloween thing, and then somehow we'll we'll make sure they stick around. Maybe someone got someone get up and sneak in a prayer, or 
or we'll be playing Christian music in the background all the time that they're gathering up candy and stuff, and we'll, we'll go with the subtle, we'll go with the, you know, subliminal gospel. Um, heck, if you're calling people out, they're coming to, you know, the church parking lot, just, hey, like I say, put up a tent, preach the gospel. If you want to have music, you know, that's cool. Sing some hymns and praise songs, whatever. Just don't, why disguise it as something else? The worldly celebration. That's, that's my opinion. And, um, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so let's look at the origins of Halloween, okay? And I'm reading according to, uh... Um, I don't even know what site this is. No, I don't want to look at this site. Revisionisthistory.com? Yeah, let's not look at Revisionist History. <laughs> well, we could look at original revisionisthistory.com. Oh, I know. How about we look at Wikipedia? Let's see what Wikipedia says about Halloween. Okay. Halloween or Halloween, a contradiction of Hallows Even or Hallows Evening, also known as All Halloween, All Hallows Eve. Or All Saints Eve. By the way, I should report some good news before we go further. How many of you know that Asia Bibi was released? Yes, she was. Asia Bibi was the woman about eight, nine years ago who was actually wrongfully convicted and put in prison in Pakistan, given the death sentence because she insulted the Prophet Muhammad, supposedly. Okay. When I worked for Voice of the Martyrs, I actually didn't work for them directly, but when I was writing the VOM blog, she was one of the very first cases that I wrote about uh, when, I, when I wrote that blog for eight years, right? She was supposed to be given the death sentence. She even, the Muslims even in there actually came out originally and they, they actually admitted that they lied about the whole situation. There's a shocker um, and all that. But anyway, Asiya Bibi has been released, you guys. So that's a great thing. Her kids are going to finally get to see her. And all that. But you know what? The Islamic terrorists over there in Pakistan aren't real happy about it. In fact, they actually rioted. And, you know, they're they're probably going to try to target her and kill her, you know, anyway, because that's just what they do. But anyway, I did want to get that in there. So, <clears throat> anyway. I think we should take a moment and offer up praise for that. Yeah, we should. Isn't that awesome? Hey, Advar. Um, let's see if there's anybody else over there that came in. Marty. Hey, Marty. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, she's free. Isn't that awesome? Do you guys do you have a picture of her? Do I? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to um, see uh, if they had um thing here. Yeah, I'm going to read the Communist Network's yeah. news website, CNN. It says here, Pakistani Christian Asia Bibi has death penalty conviction overturned. Uh, it says here, Pakistan Supreme Court has acquitted a Christian woman who's been on death row for almost eight years on blasphemy charges. Asiya Bibi, a mother of five in Punjab province, was convicted of blasphemy in 2010. So, wow. And sentenced to hang after she was accused of def defiling the name of the Prophet Muhammad during an argument the year before with Muslim colleagues. The workers had refused to drink from a bucket of water Asiya Bibi had touched, had touched because she was not a Muslim. At the same time, uh, Asiya Bibi said the case was a matter of women who didn't like her quote, taking revenge, unquote. She won her appeal against the conviction and subsequent death sentence on, on Wednesday. Islamist movement Tariq e Labik TLP, has previously vowed to take to the streets 
Ibasi Bibi was released and protests broke out in Islamabad and Lahore soon after the ruling was announced. Within hours, the protests were large enough that government officials in the cities were urging people to stay inside and avoiding adding to the chaos. Demonstrators blocked a motorway in Lahore and a road linking Islamabad and Rawalpindi has been closed off. Angry workers from the TLP have also staged sit-ins and chanted slogans against Pakistan officials and judges. In response, police officials invoke Section 144 of the Criminal Procedure Code, which prevents the gathering of more than four people. <laughs> yeah. And there's lovely signs like, hang Ossia, and all these wicked evildoers, you know. That just, just shows you the core of Islam is hate and evil and all that. Anybody that thinks Islam and Christianity are, are like, you're sorely deceived and really need to read the Quran. To see how they treat women. But anyway, so I I am extremely happy for her because Pakistan prison isn't like American prison, just so you know. Uh, where you can get, you know, TV, a college education, your, you know, fingers done, your nails done, whatever. Pakistani prison, they'll kill you. Anyway, so, so yes, you want to give thanks, Bareface? Indeed I do. Indeed, I do. So, um, cut to us. And let's just say, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord, for Rossi's release. And pray that you would watch over her as you've done these past years in prison. Lord, in a way protected by the prison walls and bars, I pray that you would watch over her now, keep her safe. Continue to use her as a testimony uh, for your glory and for the safety of her family. God, we just praise you, thank you, commit her to you. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Amen. Indeed. Okay. So, back to Wikipedia, because, you know, this is the bastion of of perfection in all history. It says here, All Saints' Eve is a celebration observed in a number of countries on the 31st of October. The Eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows' Day, it begins the three-day observance of All Hallowed Tide, and the time in liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, Hallows, martyrs, and the faithful departed. Yeah. So how many people do that, right? Now, one of my friends who's Catholic, she actually um, mentioned that that they actually have parties in, in graveyards to honor the dead, you know, around this time. And it's like, why? They're dead. People are dead people. They're dead people. They're dead. <laughs> you know, why would you want to do that? That's just not good. I mean, it's thing. Anyway, it is widely believed that many Halloween traditions originated from the ancient Celtic uh, harvest festivals, particularly the Gaelic festival Samhain. So we. How do you did I say it wrong? I it's it's easy to because whatever Gaelic is spelled nothing at all like it's pronounced. I don't know who came up. You know, it was originally spelled with other letters, the you know Celtic runes, but somehow it was sort of transliterated into using Latin letters. 
it's written nothing like it sounds, having spent some time with some Irish people and looking at some some uh, transliterations of uh, Irish poetry and stuff like that, and then listening to it. <laughs> That's, so. How do you say it then? Salween. Okay, whatever. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Salween. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Logical, right? Anyway, so this is here, particularly the Gaelic Festival, whatever the name is, that such festivals may have have had pagan roots and that Sam whatever itself was Christianized as Halloween by the early church. Some believe, however, that Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday, separate from ancient festivals like blah, blah. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me at all if the early Catholic church decided that they were the ones that were going to go ahead and and make this, you know... um, what it is to, to Christianize a pagan holiday, yeah, like why? like Christmas, and and the and Easter, the celebration of Astarte, uh, Astra, Isis, whatever you want to call her, and the goddess of fertility, and all the symbols are still there, but we say that it's related to the Messiah's resurrection, which occurred approximately the same time of year. Only, only Easter. The the days is still Easter Sunday. Instead of being a particular day, is still determined by what the first Sunday after the first full moon of the spring equinox, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but then listen to this: Halloween activities include trick or treating or the related guising, attending Halloween costume parties, carving pumpkins into jack o' lanterns. Lighting bonfires, apple bobbing, divination games, playing pranks, visiting haunted attractions, telling scary stories, watching horror films. Okay, wait, just a minute here, people. Does any of this sound Christian to you? I mean, seriously. Okay, look, call me, I don't know, something. But it seems to me that when the Bible says that we should expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness... You know, and that we shouldn't partake in all this other stuff that <clears throat> um, wearing a costume, playing pranks on people, and doing divination, plus haunted stuff. Hello. How the heck is that godly or Christian in any way? Right? It's not. not. It's not. And this is what drives me crazy um. about the church in particular. And yes, I'm bagging on the church because the church should be the light of the world, right? Jesus said, hey, we're the light of the world. We're supposed to be the light. We're not supposed to be entertaining the darkness. And that's exactly what this is. It, it, the deception or the trickery is so well packaged by the enemy that Christians are like, whatever. Who, who, who's it hurting anyway? Oh, they don't understand the deep satanic child sacrificing roots of this holiday. I mean, seriously, who gives a crap, right? We're not really doing that today, really? Because I'll tell you what, tomorrow, no, it can't be tomorrow, maybe Friday. Friday, how about we do this? Friday, Randall and I are going to play you an interview that we did with a guy named Ryan at the Prophecy Conference. Ryan was raised in the church. Ryan's family was involved heavily in the cult, and he murdered somebody when he was six years old. Now, I'm sorry, but most Christian boys who are six years old don't go around murdering somebody. Are you talking about Nathan? Nathan. That's what I meant. 
Okay. Ryan, I don't know who that is. That's just somebody else. <laughs> somebody else who murdered somebody at six years old. A word of knowledge, baby. I don't know. Um, no. Uh, Nathan. Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. Nathan. Nathan. Okay. Gift. So Nathan was raised in the church, but his family was basically in the cult. And his family had him kill somebody at six years old. He was a murderer. And anyway, so his, um, you know, his thing is uh chilling actually to be honest when i was interviewing him i felt chills because i was like oh my gosh this kid went through so much and uh he killed somebody and i mean you know and it was part of that satanic offering now i believe honestly i i think just like many of you do this is satan's high hall high holy holiday right you know i believe that people you know are being sacrificed today babies are i think that's a big part of the abortion industry i believe in the um you know i think that in churches there are witches in every church out there you know at least a serious church that's trying to do something they're trying to bewitch people in fact nathan used the term bewitched he said most of the church in america is bewitched true story okay meaning deceived and yet it's interesting to me that you can read through scripture and it says, be not deceived, be not deceived, be not deceived. How many sermons, just out of curiosity, have you heard on the topic of deception? Just curious, put a one if you, you know, tell me how many have you heard? I've never heard one. Human trafficking, right, Aaron, you're absolutely right. Human trafficking is a big part of it. Um, Mama Gina says, pagans used to make jack-o'-lanterns to scare the Christians on this night by keeping them home. Um, the ancient Christians used to celebrate harvest by putting baskets of food on porch for the poor. Um, yes, the Catholic Church started this by pronouncing All Saints Day. Gina's the one saying all this stuff. Okay. Uh, Aaron says it's because the Holy Spirit is not welcome. And Gina says they are raising teens to have babies not registered so they can sacrifice those babies. True story. Hey, you know what? I know it sounds insane. I do. I know. To the to the normal average bear Christian, it sounds completely insane that that would be the case. Okay? Completely. And yeah, I can tell you, I know people, personally, I know people who've come out of the cult. I know people who are into black magic. And they declared themselves witches. And I know that Jesus set them free. And they, you know, and they would tell you, run, flee, hide, get the hell out of, literally, that practice. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, but let's just take all this aside just for just one second, okay? Just for one second, let's just pretend that Halloween is a great holiday. And it's all perfect in all its ways. Do you really think that it's smart to be giving children a gazillion pounds of sugar and candy. I mean, just on the nutrition factor alone, it's probably the worst thing you could do to a child. Just saying from a nutritional perspective. You know? I mean, think about it. Cocaine isn't as addictive as sugar is. And yet, the irony of it all is that it's so well packaged, all about the children, isn't it? Ah, yes, we're going to go ahead, dress up in cute little outfits, and then we're going to go begging on somebody's door, a complete stranger. The irony of it all is kids are taught 
Don't take candy from strangers. <laughs> Don't take money from strangers. Don't do anything with a stranger. In fact, get the heck out of there. Don't get in that van with that stranger who wants to offer you candy. And yet, on Halloween, <laughs> it's exactly, it's like, oh, forget everything we taught you, Johnny. In fact, let's Let's just make this more fun. We'll go and we'll find strangers on purpose. We'll dress up in a costume just for fun. Ding dong. Yes, hello. Trick or treat. Can I have some candy? Sure, why not? What the heck? You know, what happens? <laughs> you guys see how insane it is and yet how easy it is to be deceived? Do you see this? Or am I just a middle-aged woman who's irritated today? That could be it. But it's true, right, Marlene? It's so true. Right, Bareface? Well, yeah, who are indeed. you hurting? You yeah. guys are depriving the children. So what better way than to go to church and load them up on sugar there with all the nice people there? What? How many of those people are pedophiles or whatever? I mean, mm-hmm. You know... It's it's just not the Catholic Christianized name version of celebration of the dead and uh, divination and communication with spirits and witches and all that is one thing. I caught an article this morning that uh, I thought was it's kind of funny, but but sort of you know apropos too. And let me. See if I can bring it up for you here, so you don't have to look at me. But uh, over on wordonfire.org, there is this article by uh, the author doesn't show up on the uh, reader view. Um, let me, give me just about 10 seconds and I'll give you the author's name. It's uh, Joe Heschmeyer. Joe Heschmeyer, anyway, he writes uh, this article over in Word on Fire. Uh, five ironies about celebrating Reformation today. And he writes, today for most of us is Halloween, but a lot of Christians are disturbed by the way that Halloween seems to, ce- seems to, <laughs> he says, seems to celebrate evil. And many Protestants choose to celebrate Reformation Day instead. While I respect the desire to have fun without celebrating evil, I find Reformation Day to be unwittingly ironic. Let's look at five reasons why. And he talks about iconography, how people will carve uh, John Calvin's face into a pumpkin, you know, jack-o'-lantern. And he talks about this uh, wall in Switzerland, the Reformation Wall in Geneva, which um, contains these engravings, four figures of the reformers and all that. And yet Calvin himself was opposed to any kind of you know idolatry making any graven image of god and his saints uh in his institutes of christian religion he wrote it is therefore mere infatuation to attempt to defend images of god and saints by example of the cherub examples of the cherubim and um and he oversaw the burning of religious paintings in Geneva and destruction of religious statues, these things, you know, making graven images of God or his saints. And yet, in his memory, there are these, there are these 
you know, there's this wall in Geneva, Reformation wall of God's saints. And they're... Anyway, so that's one thing. He says, uh, irony number two is Reformation Day is, is um, everything some evangelicals hate about Christmas and, you know, about the symbolism, the pagan symbolism that survives in the Christmas. Right. And uh, Ian talks about how Catholics, you know, tried to turn a new Christian holiday, but the religious, you know, the original symbols, the Christmas tree, the holly, the mistletoe, all that remained. And, and it says, um, so the second Reformation to irony, some of the, many of the same people who denounced Christmas for allegedly Christianizing a pagan festival embrace Reformation Day for attempting to do the exact same thing. It's, you know, Reformation Day wasn't, isn't historically, you know, we can't go back centuries and look at the celebration of Reformation Day. It's, uh, it's sort of like a Christian backlash to Halloween. And so, you know, they're looking at it well. And so it ends up doing the same thing. Can I say something? Go ahead. Isn't it ironic how the church doesn't celebrate Reformation Day, though? Well, certainly not as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you would think the church would, like, make a big deal about that as opposed to Halloween. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. And Reformation Day, for, if you may not know what we're talking about, was it Reformation Day? Reformation Day, that commemorates or looks back to um, October 31st, 15th. 1917, when uh, when Martin Luther, a a German Jesuit, I guess we'd say, because it was in the in the Roman Catholic Church, uh, at least on that day, he wrote a letter, uh, 95 theses, uh, saying what was basically wrong with practice in the Catholic Church that it was unbiblical. Um, the idea of indulgences where you could pay pay the you know the clergy to get someone out of purgatory and this kind of stuff or or, or well that's some, something else that would be um the god but indulgences where where you could pay to to get allow you to commit some sin you know kind of get some extra grace you know if i pay the church some money then i can sin more than i usually do and it'll be overlooked and all sorts of practices and, and 95 problems that he wrote in this letter um, to to his superiors, and at some point he did, in fact, we're pretty sure, nail those same uh, objections, those ninety-five theses, to a church door in, in Wittenberg, um, Germany. Though we, though that's not totally sure. That's where all the um, you know the paintings and stuff depict. But at least we know that he did write that letter on that date to the hierarchy in the the uh, Roman Catholic Church there in Germany. Anyway, so it was, Refor we call it Reformation Day because it was the reformation of the church. To, um, much in the end, although Luther himself was anti-Semite and all that, all sorts of other stuff, mixed bag of, yeah, it's, it's a real problem. I don't, I don't uh, make him a hero at all. I think Tug just... <laughs> yeah, Tug just unplugged the light. 
Um, I'll finish this sentence and then I will, well, I'll finish a couple this thought and then, and then plug the light back in. But, uh. I'm in the dark, people. It got darker in here. But, I can't barely see because it's so dark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was going to say, much in a way that at the time of Yeshua's earthly ministry in the first century, that it was ecclesiology and tradition that had overtaken biblical worship. It was the scribes and the Pharisees and, you know, the rabbinical tradition and the oral law and all that kind of stuff that um, preempted or, you know, preempted or even precluded biblical biblical worship, you know, biblical spirituality, etc. And so... Nothing new under the sun by the time, you know, in the 16th century, the the Roman Catholic Church, through its ecclesiology and, and its traditions and stuff like that, and stuff like uh, Christianizing pagan, you know, uh, winter solstice or Saturnalia and calling it Christmas and, you know, and, and taking the... Salween and calling it All Hallows Eve and that kind of stuff. You know, just all this stuff that um, somebody had the guts to stand up from within the organization and say, this is all bunk and unbiblical. And so, anyway, yeah. so October 31st, 1517 is when uh, Martin Luther, uh, the German theologian slash priest, he wrote this letter of complaint, basically, uh, these 95 theses to his superiors saying, what's wrong with the church? And and that's biblical. For judgment to begin in the house of God, and inside it's us for us to judge those huh. inside. All right, cut to you, cut. who will soon become brighter. <laughs> yeah, lots of people believe that today. Ugh. No, just kidding. It was uh, it was actually Grover that unplugged the light. It was Grover. Yeah. Oh, Grover's the culprit, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me read some comments here. Um, I'm gonna scroll back through because lots of people said some stuff. And uh, okay, so Marlene said yes, and I was a partaker of it myself. So thanks be be to God, I'm delivered. Referring to Halloween, I think. Gina says it's cold and rainy here, so no kids coming to my door. Uh. I have candy, though, just in case. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oddvar says, that is true about the irony. Gina says, I still like my Christmas tree. It's family tradition. Um, he nailed it on the church door that day. Starting off the Reformation. Uh, and Gina says, I, I think Luther was great for standing up that way. Wow, there's a, there's a lot of repeat bots today um, and all that. Now, um, let's, before we get run out of time, let me mention a couple of things. Um, as far as our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, um, you guys know Ariel Ministries loves us, right? You do know that, right? <laughs> they sponsor Bible News Radio. To my knowledge, we're the only place they sponsor. So that's kind of cool, actually. So I hope you're taking us up on the offers that we offer, the 20% discount. Excuse me. When you use the coupon code Bible News, right? At checkout. 
And don't don't forget, I have a brand new, um, the local church. It's not really new. It's actually today's the last day to get the local church Bible study on my website. If you go to BibleNewsRadio.com, you can get it there. Download it. Have it for your reference. Read it. Study it. Do what God wants you to do with it, people. And don't forget, there's other resources as well on our resource page there at Bible News Radio. One of the things that um, I wanted to share with you is yesterday we mentioned Doug Har Doug Doug Harvey Doug Hershey's book. Who's Doug Harvey? I don't know who that is. Doug Hershey's book. This is called The Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel: Insight into God's Heart for His People. And actually, a couple of people. Uh, Ariel means it stands for Lion of God. That's what that means. But this book is his older book. You know, it's about 100 pages. Really, it's not that thick at all. Um, and we're offering this to our listeners for a donation of $10, I think. Is that what I said yesterday? I can't remember. I think that you said nine. Did I say nine yesterday? But if you get this book with it, then it's 15, right? For 15 for both of these, I think is what I said. Yes. Okay. I actually only have three of these books left, you guys. So um, if you want a copy of Fearless Prayer, why we don't ask and why we should, then, uh, you know, then this would be a good time to get them both together. You save some money. Both of these actually on Amazon together are over $25, just so you know. So if you get them for 15 for me, it's actually a great deal. And that's with free shipping because I love you and I want to give you free shipping. So so if you want this or you want to get more than one copy, just go ahead and donate. At our website, just say, hey, give us this because we don't have it actually set up. We only have the Fearless Prayer one set up. Melanie, I got your order and I got your very generous donation. And I want to say thank you very much for that. You have no idea right now how much that means to me. It means a lot. Uh, which also reminds me, if you want to just donate to the show because you love it, then you can do that also at Bible News Radio. Become a pillar of the community, um, and we would appreciate you for that. Until you told me what Ariel means, I thought it was a pagan name. No, actually it means Lion of God. I think it's on their website too somewhere. Um, yeah, there's a lion. Rah. The other thing I want to tell you is that I am a member of Legal Shield. <laughs> yeah, I am. And um, and you guys have been helping me try to earn my Performance Club qualified points to um, to Cabo San Lucas, so me and Bareface can go on vacation next year. Next year, yeah, I guess it would be next year. I want to let you know that I had I did Performance Club qualify. And I'm literally eight points from Performance Club Pro qualifying, uh, which I thought I had, but apparently not because Canada's, the way they did Canada was wrong. Didn't, it wasn't right. I'll just say that. So here's the deal. If you want to help me Performance Club qualify, which will get me my bonus this month, I need one of you, just one, to sign up for ID Shield today. It has to be today, though. That's the thing. So... Um, if you are interested in doing that, then just get in touch with me after the show and, and then I'll go, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, otherwise we'll do this again next month. Just so you know, you go to bit.ly forward slash protect me, please protect me with legal shield and ID shield. Actually, it's a great product. You guys really, I mean, seriously, um, 
you know, it there's some kind of power when you know you have an attorney law firm in, in your back pocket. And there's also a lot of confidence that you can actually have. How many of you? Okay, just so many of you. Just so out of curiosity, those of you who have ID Shield, just curiosity. How many of you already feel super great knowing that on your phone, you can log in at any time, see what your credit score is, and you get alerted in your social media when there's activity done. And if somebody tries to open up a credit card account or something has been breached, you get an email and you've already received the benefit of getting those alerts. I am, I'm super glad. I think it's the coolest thing ever because otherwise I wouldn't know. So ID Shield for that reason, just so you know, you guys should sign up. And I need one of you, just one, seriously. I didn't think I was gonna need any, but something happened and it turns out I need one. So I just need one of you guys to sign up with me today. And if you do that, I'll tell you what, I will give you a special gift just because you helped me get my bonus. How's that? And you will be covered super cool with, the, with, with really a great service. So just get in touch with me after the show. All right, so hey, Diana, nice to see you. And didn't Pastor, somebody came, Pastor Garrett's here, Pastor P. Hey, Pastor Garrett, what's your first name? Or is that your first name? And Mrs. Evangelist Wilson is here. I think I already said hi to you, though. That's okay, I can say hi to you again. Hi. <laughs> link again, please, to what? You want the link to what, Mama Gina? Do you want it to ID Shield or do you want it to uh, the website? Because the link to... ID Shield is bit.ly forward slash protect me, and that's all capitals. If you want to our website, it's biblenewsradio.com. Okay, just so you know. All right. Okay, so tomorrow, before I forget, tomorrow, Cheryl Chumley is my guest. I have to tell you, uh, Cheryl writes the Washington, she's, she writes, um, she is a, writer for the Washington Times. She's a columnist, but she's also the author of The Devil in D.C. and Police State and some other stuff. And recently she wrote an article that went viral. I mean, it completely went completely viral all over the place. And it was basically about George Soros and how George Soros has infiltrated the evangelical Christian church and given them money. Okay. Yeah, in order to promote the, his socialist, Marxist, evil ways. And I'm not trying to be funny. It's really true. He does, that's, I mean, that guy's of the devil. He completely is of the devil. Um, so here's the thing. Tomorrow, Cheryl's going to be my guest. She will not be on camera because she, want, she wanted to just do a phone interview. So we're going to have a beautiful picture of her up next to me. And I'll point to it. I'll make animated gestures. <laughs> To make it more fun for you, just watch me <laughs> next to a picture. But she's she's great. You guys love Cheryl, and she hasn't been on in a couple of months, so uh, stay tuned tomorrow for her because we're going to talk about it. And really what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about how it's actually a lie. It's a big, fat lie that George Soros infiltrated the evangelical church because he didn't. He infiltrated the social Marxist, liberal, unbiblical church. Which is no church to infiltrate because it's not even a church. But that's beside the point. I'm going to debate that with Cheryl tomorrow. Okay? Just so you know. All right. Now, I uh, just found this article over here on CBN News. Okay? And it says here, where did the jack-o'-lantern originate? Now, listen to this, you guys. This is very interesting. It says here, 
The carved pumpkin may have originated with the witch's use of a collection of skulls with a candle in each to light the way to coven meetings. Oh, isn't that special? The church carves pumpkins and makes fun faces and puts candles inside, just like they do witches. <laughs> but among the Irish, who, as noted, prompted the pop popularization of Halloween in America, the legend of Irish Jack explains the jack-o'-lantern. According to the legend, a stingy drunk named Jack tricked the devil into climbing an apple tree for an apple, but then cut the sign of a cross into the trunk of the tree to prevent the devil from coming down. Jack then forced the devil to swear he would never come out or come after Jack's soul. The devil reluctantly agreed. Jack eventually died, but he was turned away at the gates of heaven because of his drunkenness and a life of selfishness. He was sent to the devil, who also rejected him, keeping his promise. Yeah, well, just so you know, the devil really doesn't reject anybody. Since Jack has no place to go, he was condemned to wander the earth. As he was leaving hell, he happened to be eating a turnip. The devil threw a live coal at him, but the coal inside the turnip and has since forever been roaming the earth with his jack-o'-lantern. Percy, that's right. Why did I forget that? Sorry, buddy. Didn't mean to forget your name. Percy. Um, we can throw up here on the screen. Okay. A traditional Irish Halloween turnip lantern. Okay. In search of a place to rest. Okay, so he's been roaming the earth trying to find a place to rest. Eventually, pumpkins replaced turnips since it was much easier to symbolize the devil's coal inside a pumpkin. I just put up there on the uh, on the screen a traditional Irish turnip lantern. I haven't. I can't see it yet. But I'm sure it's there. It's there. That's a turnip? Yeah, a turnip that looks, lantern that with looks a like, face. That looks like a mummy. Well, it's, it's a kind of a face carved into a turnip. That's a big turnip. I thought turnips yeah. were little. Yeah, it's not, that, it's not that big. Maybe I'm thinking of a radish. I think I'm thinking of a radish, not a turnip. Yeah, well... It does look like a mummy, right, Aaron? It totally does. Yeah, so that's a traditional turnip lantern yeah but um i guess like i said pumpkins were easy to easier to carve out whatever. excuse me <clears throat> yeah yeah so no certainly no christian origin whatsoever yeah not even a <laughs> not an even attempt to christianize anything of course that story does have a cross involved but somehow putting the cross on a tree would keep the devil from getting down like the like the devil is repe you know repealed by a, a cross uh repelled yeah. yeah repealed repelled i know what i'm meant to say um yeah this whole thing with you know vampire movies you know show the vampire across and anyway i don't know where this stuff comes from it's not biblical in any case. So Mama Gina said they didn't have pumpkins. Pumpkins are new world plants. Huh. Yeah, you know, Gina, you should be on here talking about Halloween. You know a lot about it. Probably a lot more than I do. I'm our, you know. I was told that they used jack-o'-lanterns to keep people's spirits away. Yeah, the irony of it all, right? <laughs> I mean, just the... Just the uh, anyway... 
So let me just end the show by saying this. Okay, first of all, thank you all for coming here. I appreciate it. You guys have no idea how much I love you all. You really don't, actually. I know I probably don't tell you enough, but I do. I really do. I do this show not for the money, not for the fame. (laughs) Seriously, I don't do it for the fame. Um, Not even the perks, whatever they are. I do it really because I love you guys. I love to share the gospel. And, I, you know, and let's just face it. Sometimes I'm a sucky Christian, man. Sometimes I'm the worst. But even in that, even in those days where I feel that way, I have to go back and go, wait a minute. Is that really true? Is salvation actually based on my works? No, it's not. Is God's love for me based on my works or my attitude or anything that I do for him? Nope. Not at all. God's grace is sufficient for me who, you know, Jesus died while I was yet sinner. Christ died for me. That's what Romans says. And he died for you. He died in your place. He died to set you free. Jesus died so that you could have eternal life, your sins forgiven, and so that you could actually have a pretty good life here on earth, but even a better one in the life after. Right? You know, people today are are so... um ignorant and turned off to who Jesus is because the church doesn't talk about him. It's a true story. You can actually go on so many really big church websites and listen to all these sermons and Jesus never comes up. He might, they might say in Jesus name, amen, at the end of the sermon, at the prayer, but they don't really talk about him at all or where he's found on the pages of scripture, even in the Old Testament. That's why I want to tell you guys, you know, the other day when I did the, the show on Jonah, And um, I was looking at, you know, where the parallels were between Jonah and today and and all that. It was super cool. And I want to encourage you that if um, (laughs) you just signed up for ID Shield, Gina, oh, thank you very much. Don't do the Cabo Wabo excessive drunkenness. I don't (laughs) I don't drink. Not very well. Anyway, I suck at drinking. Let me get back to my point, though. When you are feeling like down, remember the Lord loves you, okay? And take time seriously, and I mean this seriously, take time to be in his word, right? Get to know the word of God because here's the thing, right? Here's my, here's my word. Randall gave me this 20 years ago. I guess it's 20 years now because I'm 50. He gave this Bible to me when I turned 30. I had to tape it up because it started falling apart. The more you get to know this book, the easier it's going to be to discern what's going on in the world and the church. And you know what, you guys? We are in the end of days. That's There is no doubt whatsoever about it. We are in the end of days. This is it. So many people, including Doug, Doug Hershey yesterday, actually believe we're, we're the terminal generation, which means what? It means it. That's it. We're it, the end. I believe the rapture could take place anytime. And I believe once that takes place, the big grand deception that Satan's bringing in and everybody's going to believe in um, who's left behind is going to take place. And for the people who are left behind, there will be an opportunity for them to convert, but it's not going to be a pretty place for them to live here. When the millennial reign takes place and Jesus reigns for 1,000 years, we're going to be with him. And that is good news. That's good news. We're going to be with him. 
That's good news. That's what we need to be celebrating on a day like today where the devil is killing people. He's destroying people. He's discouraging people. He's sending them to hell. People die every day going to hell. We need to offer them hope. And only hope is found in Christ, Christ in Christ alone. So don't be ashamed of the gospel. Stand up for Christ. Say his name. Say Yeshua. Say Jesus. Say Christ. Be bold about it. Don't hinder yourself from saying it. Because you know what? Number one, it will take people off guard. But number two, it's the name that saves. And the Bible says that everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from going to hell and eternal damnation, right? Which is what our world is actually celebrating today, if you think about it. I mean, if you really think about it, that's what they're celebrating, right? But you know what? It ain't going to be pretty there. It's going to be hot. A lot of, you know, a lot of flames. And just so you know, I'm a woman who has lots of hot flashes these days. I'll tell you what. It is super upsetting to me when I'm hot. <laughs> I can't imagine weeping, gnashing of teeth, you know, where the fire is never quenched and the worm never dies. That's where people are going. We need to, we need to stop them from doing that. So you know what? If you don't trick-or-treat, good. If you don't give out candy, good. Just so you know, you have my permission. I'm going to approve of you. If the world hates you because you didn't, who cares? You know, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Easier said than done. I, I know. I get it. So there you go. That's my final words on the subject. Randall, you have anything else finally you want to say? Um, sorry for the <laughs> delay. I was getting set up to exit since it's after the hour. But uh, so I had to. Anyway, then back on screen, I just want to remind all y'all of Hebrews chapter 5 that Stacy actually alluded to it, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's this. Uh, the writer of Hebrews writing to that audience, verse 12 of chapter 5 says, for when, you, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, which are become such as have need of milk and not a strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And that's ultimately what being in the word will do for us. And uh, you know, being skillful in the word of righteousness i.e. The, the words of Yeshua, the words of God contained in the pages of Scripture, is they're going to equip us uh, to spiritual maturity, which is what? Being able to discern good from evil. Uh, and not to be tricked into this compromise of, you know, participating in the unfruitful work, you know, deeds of darkness, thinking that they're somehow good, and somehow that they're doing some good, or they're somehow spiritual um, in a good sense, but they're of a dark spiritual persuasion. So if, if we're in the Word, and we're skillful in the Word of righteousness, we'll be able to discern good and evil, as we ought to. Alright, that's, that's my thoughts, and I'm sticking to them. Alright, so on that note, tomorrow Cheryl Chumley is our guest. 
And let me end this by saying be safe tonight, you guys. Be safe. You know, don't don't open your door. It looks like there's some weirdos there who might want to come in and kill you. I, and I'm not being funny. I'm being serious because this world is not like it was when we were children, most of us. Um, you know, and be bold. Stand up. Go with God. And, you know, and thank you guys for supporting what we do. In many ways. You guys have no idea. I'm going to cry, but thank you. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen.